minute. It has been a minute. It's been a minute. How are you? I'm doing good. Like it, it almost feels like a new year. Am I wrong? Am I wrong to say that? No, it does feel like a new year. Somehow something has happened. Something has changed. (laughs) Something's new in the air that makes it feel like a new year. It does. It really does. Did you have a nice break, um, Jared? We haven't worked together on the pod for a little while. We haven't worked together on the pod. It was it was a nice little break. Um, you know, I saw some family, saw some friends, did some things. We got to see each other on New Year's Eve, which That's was nice. true. Yep. Which was nice. How about you? How was your break? Similar. It was pretty chill. I mean, it was great to see you and be down in Philly for the New Year's New Year's weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was mostly just kind of relaxing. There was nothing. It was just nice and chill. Yeah, I hope everyone's had a good break um, with their holidays and with the new year. Ed, do you have any resolutions? Are you a resolution person? I'm not. I'm really not. No. No. no I, my, like, yeah, I used to when I was younger, like in my 20s, I'd be like, okay, what's my resolution this year? And then within like you know a month, I'd be gone and forgotten. So you know, my resolution is to not have resolutions. Resolutions? How's that working for you? So I mean, it's tough to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> You've slipped a few times and actually yeah, keep flipping to a, revol- a resolution. And yeah. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. Prince in the resolution. Yeah. <laughs> Prince in the resolution. I like it. Um, I think we should tell folks. I'm excited about this little, this is like a little surprise bonus podcast. Yeah, we, doing here. We, de- we decided to do a quick little sort of a quick little hit of a pod. Um, we're going to be coming back in short order, back to our regular scheduled programming with album reviews and breakdowns, but um, there was some prints in the news that just came Prince in the news. Ed, you you uh, actually brought this to my attention. Do you want to speak about it first? Yeah, and I guess I should give a shout out. I think it was Steph, I'm pretty sure, who posted on the Facebook page that Rolling Stone had put out. I'm not 100% certain of the date. I'm assuming it was in December. You probably have that date somewhere. Um the top 200, 200 vocalists of all time. Yeah. Um, and had mentioned Prince's ranking and just said, Hey, what do you guys think about this ranking? Right. So yeah. people posted some thoughts on the Facebook page. And then I, I gave you a heads up that had been out. And I said, Man, we should probably get together, talk a little bit about the list that Rolling Stone put together. And also maybe as a little added feature, talk about our opinions on Prince's maybe top five vocal tracks in his catalog. Yeah. His top five vocal performances that we each think. And uh, we were saying just before we started recording, how difficult, (laughs) like all these lists are going to be for us. (laughs) Really, really hard uh, to do. But the list, the list came out on, uh, if if what I saw was correct, January 1st of 2023. Oh, okay. The brand spanking new list. Uh, And they had done this. Rolling Stone's been doing this in the last decade or so they've made one of these lists before but okay. now they've decided to revise it mm. like they revised the 500 greatest albums they've revised that a couple of times they yep. keep changing it and yep i get it they're trying to be more inclusive and more uh, not only in terms of diversity but also inclusive in terms of more recent music yeah absolutely it? yeah makes sense it does having said that i don't know these lists are always you know i they're they're built to be argued about I well think. Absolutely. Hyper subjective and subjective super and clickbait and, and all that stuff. We get it. Right. But it's fun. It's fun to chat about it's, it. And oh, just, that's why they're fun. That's why yeah. they're fun. They're fun to argue about. That's the whole thing. You know, is there does Rolling Stone have like a little intro piece about how they came up with the rankings somehow? Maybe we could even cue it up with or tee it up with. 
how they describe how they came up with their rankings, maybe that would be a fun way, fun place to start. That's a that's a great idea, and I think I think they do have that. Okay, here's the intro to this article. It's a couple of paragraphs, and this is what Rolling Stone said as they were trying to explain their rationale behind this particular list and how it came together. So it starts like this. Aretha Franklin described her mission as a singer like this, quote, me with my hand outstretched, hoping someone will take it, end quote. Mm -hmm. That kind of deep, empathetic bond between artist and listener is the most elemental connection in music. And you can think of our list of the 200 greatest singers of all time as a celebration of that bond. These are the vocalists who have shaped history and defined our lives from smooth operators to raw shouters, from gospel to punk, from Sinatra to Selena to SZA. When Rolling Stone first published its list of the 100 greatest singers in 2008, we used an elaborate voting process that included input from well-known musicians. The results skewed toward classic rock and singers from the 60s and 70s. This new list was compiled by our staff and key contributors and it encompasses 100 years of pop music as an ongoing global conversation, where iconic Indian playback singer Lata Mangeshkar lands between Amy Winehouse and Johnny Cash, and salsa queen Celia Cruz is up there in the rankings with Prince and Marvin Gaye. Hmm. You might notice, say, that there isn't any opera on the list. That's because our purview is pop music writ large, meaning that almost all the artists on this list had significant careers as crossover stars making popular music for the masses. Before you start scrolling and commenting, keep in mind that this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. That's an interesting. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. How they talk me how they're defining that. Yeah. This is what they say. Talent is impressive. Genius is transcendent. Sure. Many of the people here are born with massive pipes, perfect pitch and boundless range. Others have rougher, stranger or more delicate instruments. As our write-up for the man who ended up at number 112 notes, Ozzy Osbourne doesn't have what people would call a good voice, but boy, does he have a great one. Mm. That could apply to more than a few people here. In all cases, what mattered most to us was originality, influence, the depth of an artist's catalog, and the breadth of their musical legacy. A voice can be gorgeous like Mariah Carey's, rugged like Toots Hibbert's, understated like Willie Nelson's, slippery and sumptuous like D'Angelo's, or bracing like Bob Dylan's. But in the end, the singers behind it are here for one reason. They can remake the world just by opening their mouths. Nice. Nice right up there. Yeah. I would expect our friends from Rolling Stone to do. Our friends from Rolling Stone. Sure to interview us any day now. (laughs) I'm I'm sure that's coming up. Ready to bring us on staff shortly. Ready to bring us on staff. You know, let's do the top 25. Sure. Absolutely. 25 just works better for me. So, um, Jared had a resolution to be more generous in 2023. That's true. That's true. And I gave up that resolution, um, immediately. <laughs> so here we go. So I'll, I'll run, shall I just name them? And, yeah. and you, if you want to hear, and if you want me to stop at anybody specific and see what the little blurb they wrote was, you tell sure. me and I'll stop. You got it. So here we go with 25. We have Mary J. Blige. Okay. 24 is George Jones. Okay. 23, Smokey Robinson. 22, Adele at 22. Hmm. Okay. Nina Simone, the great Nina Simone. Can I stop with Adele and ask, how many albums has Adele put out? Three? I couldn't possibly tell you. Okay. Three or four? It's not more than that, I don't think. Gotcha. Aren't, just, they, just all, aren't they all her ages? Like yeah. 21 and 25. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, I, I think 31 in five months or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 21 is Nina Simone. 
20, Marvin Gaye. Hmm. 19, Frank Sinatra. Wow. 18, Celia Cruz. Yeah. 17, Elvis Presley. Wow. 16, our guy Prince. Hmm. He comes in at 16. We're going to circle back to him, folks. Yeah, absolutely. He comes in at 16. Bob Dylan is 15. 14 is Freddie Mercury. Hmm. 13 is Patsy Cline. 12 is John Lennon. Hmm. 11 is Little Richard. And here's our top 10 of the 100 greatest singers of all time. Number 10, Al Green. Number 9, Otis Redding. Hmm. Number 8, Beyonce. Number 7, Stevie Wonder. Number 6, Ray Charles. Number 5, Mariah Carey. Number 4, Billie Holiday. Number 3 is Sam Cooke. Number 2 is Whitney Houston. And number one, Ed, do you want to take a guess? I mean, it's kind of a gimme. Aretha. It's right? Aretha, of course. It's yeah. Aretha. And anybody who says it shouldn't be Aretha needs to shut up. Um, what do you think of that? What do you think of that top 25? Anything that stands out to you right away? I have some thoughts. I, I, there, there's two, and I, I put this in the Facebook post. There was two artists that were ranked higher than Prince that I just questioned their ranking. Not necessarily because of a comparison to Prince. I was just surprised to see them so high. Yeah. One was Lennon, frankly. I, yeah. I, I I didn't I agree. I don't quite see him, his vocals or his singing ability to be so stand such a standout that it deserves that kind of placement. And I'm just if I don't know if we have time, I'm I'm curious where McCartney fell, because do you know that off the top of your head? He's 26. Yeah, that, that's see, that's interesting. Me. Uh, to I, me, I, I, I totally just, agree with you. I think for I have I have a very strong opinion about this. I don't think John Lennon deserves to be 12. He Paul McCartney's the better singer than John Lennon. I would agree with you on that. I, I would. Mean, Lennon's got a great voice. I would never say that he doesn't. Yep. But I feel that um, I felt this way about a lot of things when you're, I mean, again, these rankings, whatever, but John Lennon is unfairly lionized because of the way he was died, the way he died. Yeah. 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 I hear he was you. assassinated. It's a tragedy. I would never say that it's not. And I love the Beatles and I love John Lennon. Of course, of course, of course. But McCartney is actually the better singer. I think for my money by a long stretch. And here's the thing that's, I just was popping in my head. And I, 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 I don't know how you do this in a list like that, but to me, the more interesting idea of a voice is the Beatles as harmonizers Correct. Them together is more like, I would love to see where they would rank versus say the beach boys as a group would rank versus, versus even, like Crosby, Stills and Nash or the Bee Gees for that or, matter. Or like, yeah. The like they, yeah. they, that ability to have several voices, actually sound like a, a a kind of consolidated whole and unique right. is special in its own right right so Agreed. to split those guys out like to say oh barry gibbs number 15 but then robin right. is you know whatever or right. you know and i, I understand they, they had their own solo career so that's its own thing but yeah i was really surprised and i like lennon too this is not me throwing shade at lennon i really like him as an artist and i like a lot of his solo material but i just i want to look at his vocal career and be like oh yeah he's definitely in the top 20 like no, I would never say that. No, I would never say that. And I understand they're, they're, you know, again, their distinction was singer versus voice. And I understand that. Yeah. But I still think McCartney's the better singer. Yeah. I think he could do more than Lennon can do. Yeah. Um, and certainly there's no question in my mind that Prince is a better singer than John Lennon. There's no question about it. I would agree a hundred percent that what he yeah. can do with his voice and the, and, and the variety and distinction is just, is so different. Uh, well, it's, it's a distinction, but yeah. like the, the, the other, the other person that popped for me and not because she doesn't have a great voice, 
but I don't know. I just surprised me to see her rank so high was Mariah Carey. I yeah. just, I, I appreciate that folks love her voice. I appreciate, but she's like, um, <laughs> I've talked about her a little bit on the side. Like, um, how do you describe her? Um, first of all, I just don't think her catalog's super, super duper rich. Uh, yeah. And yeah, she can, you know, she can do, how do you, how do you even describe it? It's like a guitarist who plays just nothing but solos. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, exactly. like it's just, it does, she doesn't have the subtlety that say Aretha could bring or other or Whitney or others. I mean, I think she should certainly rank in the top 200. I get it, but that she's in the top. Was she five? Was she in? Mariah was five. Mariah was Ooh, five. To me, that's way too high. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Mariah, here's the thing about me for Mariah. I, I certainly would never deny the technical skill that her. Absolutely. Had, yep. Right. But um, to your point, exactly. It's always guitar solos. It's always, it's always these vocal gymnastics yep. from her. And what's more is, I think when you talked about sort of subtlety in the shade that that uh, you know emotional um, shading that a voice can bring, Mariah sounds always a little—I don't know if "cold" is the right word, but it feels remote. I I, I am I am a hundred and fifty percent on your side on that. I, I was just thinking of that as you were starting to talk through it because I, my mind wanders when you chat talk. But like the. Uh... <laughs> happy new year everybody hey that's my resolution didn't hold true uh, i was gonna be nicer to jared that didn't work out so well um no but but seriously um i agree with you like she yeah technically she can do her super high squeaking thing but like where's the true emotional connection to the material i don't get that a lot from her no if, if at all like i don't sense that she's feeling the emotion of behind the lyrics of her songs. It's just, she can just throw it all over the place and her range is like whatever million octaves it is. I get it. But like there's, there's a lack of emotional connection for me in her material, which for me would have her plummet a bit from in that list for sure. I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. There's something about, I'm going to speak this about two other singers on the top 10 who I, I would, I would argue against. Um, mm -hmm. There is a cleanness, a precision to Mariah's vocal that just always gives me, I'm, I always feel removed from it. Mm -hmm. um, there, it never feels earthy to me. And I got to be honest, I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but I'm going to say it. I feel that way about Whitney. I'm not the biggest fan. Like, again, I admire Whitney's, her vocal skill. I, I would never you. deny it. But it always sounds clean. It sounds produced. It sounds very sharp um, and yeah. technical, but I never feel whatever the weight and the power that an Aretha Franklin can bring it in my mind, Whitney Houston doesn't come anywhere near that with all respect to Whitney. And I know that there are Whitney legions out there and I'm not trying to deny her, but she just doesn't appeal to me in that way as a vocalist. It's very impressive, but it doesn't move me. Is she, she, where did she fall at three? Did you say she was two? Oh, she was two. Yeah, I mean, that seems a little high to me. But I have to say, I'm going to go a little contrary, could be a little uh, contrary from what you just said in this respect. If you can pull off a performance of the Star Spangled Banner yeah, in a way that resonates with the whole country and becomes a hit single, there's right. something more there than just the production, well, right? Maybe like, so. I mean, maybe so. But let me, let, me, let me counter a point to you. Sure. Would you ever say... And maybe you would. We'll find out. Would you ever say that Whitney or Mariah are better singers than Nina Simone? 
Yeah, I hear you there. That's tough. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, never would say that. No, never. I hear you. Nina, Nina is drastically too high in the. I mean, low in the list. Is like, she's like she's that. drastically too low. She's I mean, there's dra- a few folks like I I I even wrote this I think in the Facebook post about Prince where folks you know folks were saying oh so and so's higher than Prince I don't agree but I'm like I think Prince would have blushed to say he was higher than say Marvin Gaye or right. Shaka Khan even for right. that matter right and some others where he was ranked higher than those folks right so. Now, here's yeah. let me throw this out there, and I know this is also going to be problematic for people, but listen, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I think Beyonce is a radically overrated singer. Ooh, like, that is like, a little controversial. Like, I find her to be an immensely overrated singer. And I know that she is the queen of the moment and has been for a while, and I get that, but I don't dig. I don't dig what Beyonce does. I don't like it. It, it's too slick for me. It's too produced for me. And I actually think that she has a fairly thin vocal range that is helped tremendously by production, in my opinion. You you, you could be, I'll be honest with you, I, I'd be just talking shit because I don't really know her. I know her stuff kind of tangent. Right. I don't really know right. her stuff. I don't, it's not like I've went out and bought a Beyonce album. No, no, no. I, and I, I think she's a phenomenon. I know Prince was a big fan of Beyonce. Yeah, like, Prince was a, lot a fan. Of I will um I will say this though. I do think and we made I made this comment when we reviewed the musicology album for Prince and the song If I Was the Man of Your Life. Yeah. There's a certain vocal vocal it's almost per, a, a sort of a way of percussion feel like there's a certain way she sang Material as Destiny's Child that was different than what I'd ever heard before. I'm not saying it was yeah. like oh my god her vocal but it was such a distinctive style of singing. There's from this certain rhythmic pattern that was sure. being presented through the material that was unique to her. So sure. I give her some some points for that, which should be in my top ten. I don't know. Like it's it's sort of like I see where where the the writers from Rolling Stone were like, we got to put some more recent acts in here. Like everything's everybody's from yeah. the '60s or '70s, which is right. probably where my list would have fell because maybe because of my age, you know. Um, so maybe for for younger folks who came up with Beyonce and. And Mariah Carey, those songs had more of a personal like wallop to it. Right. I can't certainly claim to, claim that for myself. No, and I get that. And I, I'm I'm I want to be clear too. I'm not any kind of expert on Beyonce at all. But like again, if I'm comparing just from what I hear on the radio and things like this, Adele, who I'm also not I'm not a fan of her music, but I, Adele's voice to me is four times mm. better than Beyonce's voice. The power of it, the range of it, the depth of it, it seems to have a lot more weight and power to me than Beyonce. And I got to say, like, and again, I mean, Beyonce's catalog's pretty extensive at this point, And I know it's critically acclaimed. Um, You're right. A lot of it, too. So, I don't, and again, I don't know her material, so I'm just talking. And But I would right. say, like, yeah, when I hear Rolling in the Deep and certain songs by Adele, I'm kind of like, just like, wow. Like, there's yeah. something going on there that's just... Um, like you said, there's that connection that maybe is lacking, particularly, I, I'm certainly not a huge Mariah Carey fan. That's not obvious. This no. point. Like, um, so there, that's certainly there. Whereas Mariah Carey's delivery, I, I quite, I can't quite find that there. Well, let me, let me do another one. I mean, like, I think Lauren Hill's a better singer than Beyonce by like a, a big stretch. Yeah. You but know, I mean, Lauren, unfortunately, just, well, no, no, I love, and then listen, the miseducation is just, you know, that to me is a, a top album. Right. Generally, but her material, where's her catalog? Is her whatever her, her catalog isn't there? No, no catalog. <laughs> like there's she's no got catalog. an album, it's one record. There's one yeah, record. It's just one amazing right. album, and sadly, that's all right. we. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. So there's that. Um, what about your girl, Erica Badu? 
I oh mean, my God, that's a good girl. point. That's a really good point. Like, I don't know where she fell. She's got to be somewhere in the top. She's two. on the list somewhere, but I don't, I don't know. She's yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, Erica is pretty dame. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I would, yeah, that that would be hard for me to rank. I mean, the, the issue yeah. with lists like this always is that they're going to be skewed to whoever the voters are. To your point exactly, yeah. So, and I appreciate them trying to be more all inclusive with not only diversity a and, and so forth, but also with age. And I, I get that that works yeah. for me. But uh, there's no way that, in, in my opinion, that Beyonce or Erica are, is better than Erica Badu. Mm. There's just no way for me. Um, so there's that. I, I mean, I also got to say, for my money, I or also to this point, they're not better than Mary J. Blige, and Mary J. is 25. Yeah, I hear you. you. Know? I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, I also think, for me personally, I would put Freddie Mercury in the top 10. That's sort of hard to deny Freddie Mercury in the top 10, I think. Um, I, you know what? I'm with you there. I, and, you know, I really appreciate Queen. I'm not a super fan of Queen by any stretch, but like some of the things he did vocally cannot be touched. Cannot um, be touched. And to, to kind of lean into what they said in their write up, they said, hey, we didn't include any opera singers. Who who was able to put together a huge hit that was opera, like an opera based right. hit because right. of his vocal range was because Freddie Mercury. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I have to back you up on that one 100%. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. I mean, we can keep debating the list because there's lots to say. But um, let me let me tell. Let's talk about what they said about Prince. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about it for sure. And, and we'll and we'll sort of we'll break that apart a little bit. So here's yep. what they had to say about Prince. Quote: There's no choir quite like a choir of princes. Play adore the heavenly climax of 1987 sign of the times and bask in that plush assemblage of overdubbed voices in multiple registers assembled with audible glee by the guy who also sings lead and plays most of the instruments. Singing seems to have been personal with Prince. He routinely ordered his engineers out of the room whenever he cut a vocal on the masterful When Doves Cry or the Emancipation Highlight The Holy River. He achieves a rare, stunning intimacy that only deepens showman moves like the fluty falsetto of Kiss. I mean, that's a nice write-up, I think. I mean, that's a fair write-up, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, Susan Rogers, his, you know, famous, one of his most famous engineers, would talk about how, yeah, when he was doing vocals, everyone got out. Right. And he got into the control room, and he just went for it. And sometimes she could hear him, if if he was going for it, she could hear him, like, outside and would just be stunned by especially when he, he hits those screams those urgent screams a lot oh, of yeah. material i mean and yeah. we, we might touch on that and maybe in our list that we, we put might together we might we um might. no i think it's fair i think it's fair. i think the one thing that's very we've maybe touched on this throughout season one two three with his material is i know he certainly did this in, in early on in his in, in in our walk through his catalog he has this in, in incredible ability in my mind to kind of be an actor within his material, right? Like, yeah. And I talked about this even with like songs like Sister and some other songs where we're pretty sure the material, it's not him telling a true story about his own life, but he had this, uh, this incredible ability to live the material. I think we talked about it. I talked about it with Baby on For You, where he has a, a girl pregnant in that song. Right. I felt right. he delivered that with such, such such sincerity that you can I could believe this was really a true story. And 
that's unique. That's that's quite a talent to be able to really own that material and live it in your soul the way he does and and translate it and deliver it out to the world that way. There's not a lot of people who can do that. No, there's not. I agree. And you know what? I, I was thinking about this, too, in, re- in regards to this list. Now, forgive me, because I don't know where he fell. But I think it's also very telling that Prince is as high as 16, and his one-time rival, Michael Jackson, isn't even in the top 25. I was going to ask you where Jackson is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can take a second to try to find him, or, or maybe you can find him. Yeah, uh, let me see as you talk. I'll see if I can pull him up. I, I, I mean, I think that, you know, I think that the thing about Michael was that he was always a voice first and the dancing and the persona and everything came later. And uh, I don't think there's anyone out there who at a time would have said that Prince was the superior singer to Michael Jackson. I'm not saying we would have felt that way, right? but I think other people generally would have, but to see this evaluation uh, all these years later, I think is really interesting. And I, I do think that Prince, I mean, Michael was a great singer. There's no question about it. Yeah, Prince was, to your point, as as an actor, as you said, and as vo- a vocal actor, he was, I think, able to do far more with his vocal range and his stylings than Michael could. Like Michael didn't have a particularly great falsetto, for example. I mean, he sang up there, but not like what Prince could do. And and he also didn't dive into a deep, deep bass range either. You know. Um, yeah. So, but I do think it's curious how far. I mean, again, we I, know I, a lot I of found it. I, I found it, and, and I would not agree. This is way too low, in my opinion. He was eighty six. Uh, eighty six, and I, I have to disagree. Wow. Like he, he deserves to be much higher than eighty six. You know, I, you know, comparing him to Prince, which we always are apt to do. Um, I do think Michael deserves a much higher ranking. He's he's such a distinctive voice, right? And there's like right. almost cliche, like his different. You say exclamations he made in his songs, sure, like sure. Shamo and all these different things. Like right. they're so unique to him and his catalog, his delivery that, you know, I, I think he deserves much higher than 86. That just surprises me. I, I, I think so too. I think he does. And of course, I mean, we know that Michael's history colors those rankings. I don't know how it can. Oh, that's, that's a good point. That might be you part know, of it there. Yep. I mean, I don't know yeah. how it can't color it. Um, I think yeah. it would, but I think that if, if the idea is that we're talking about vocalists who are distinctive, not necessarily the best technical vocalists and what they did for their band, their music, how they spoke to people. I, I think Jesus, you know what? Honestly, I put like David Lee Roth on this list. David Lee Roth is not a great technical singer by any stretch of the imagination, but if it wasn't for his voice and and Eddie Van Halen's guitar, Van Halen wouldn't sound like Van Halen. Yeah. And they sold millions upon millions upon millions of records. So I'm not sure that this, you know, again, you take all these lists with a grain of salt. Um, no, of course. Of course. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I put Dylan. Dylan was ranked fairly high, right? Where's Dylan? 13, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, there. he's up there high. I put Dylan high. I mean, I, I think that makes sense too. Like he's distinctive, right? So like you you, you know a Dylan. Dylan you know a was Dylan. uh fifteen. Sorry, he was fifteen. That's fine. Dylan Dylan singing like it, and he also like paved the way, in my opinion, because he actually didn't have a bad voice. If you listen to Nashville, what's what's yeah. that album? Nashville Skyline. Nashville Skyline. He's got a great little voice. He's got a great voice, yeah, he but does. he reminds me in a way, and I'm I'll, maybe I'll look this guy up too, like Tom Waits, right? Where Tom right. Waits had a very pretty, a pretty voice, quote unquote, but when then chose to go in a different direction to, to like put on a character and have right. this sort of um, 
almost burlesque kind of delivery, which was great. Yeah. Um, and distinctive. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't argue, like, let's put it this way. I couldn't make a hard argument that Prince should be higher than he already is. In my opinion. I don't think, I agree. I think that, a, I think that a 16 ranking somewhere in the top 20, I think is very, very, very fair. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I could have, if he would have dropped further down the list, I, I don't think I would have made a huge, I wouldn't have been super upset. Cause like, again, like I mentioned, Marvin Gaye being ranked lower than him. Smokey you know, Robinson is lower than him. Yeah. Smokey Robinson. Oh my Luther God. Luther like, is lower than him. Yeah. There's you know? a lot of, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the 16. Um, yeah. I think that he, he, I think he himself, to your point, would be like, wow, I don't know, because of some of these people, you know, yeah. that he's ranked above. But uh, Prince is a tremendous vocalist. He yeah. is a tremendous singer. And it is one of his great skills. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think I think that's I think that's worthy of of, of recognition, I guess. As well. Worthy of celebration and no better way, I would argue, to celebrate this. And let's talk about what we thought. For his top five yeah. vocal tracks with probably a handful of honorable mentions, which I know I popped in there. Well, there's like, a million. I, so yeah. I this was very, very difficult. And so what I did was this. I chose my top five. This was the criteria I went with. Okay. I went with what are five songs that are uniquely distinctive mm. in one way or another that to me highlights the range of what he could do as a vocalist. So I want to be clear as I go through my top five, I'm not saying that these are the technically best vocal performances, right. but I think that they are perhaps five of the most unique that would then, if, if someone is listening to this show for the first time and has never heard Prince before, I don't know who you are, but first of all, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Wendell's Happy podcast. New Year. Yeah, Welcome to Windows Podcast. But these are five songs that I think would give you a sense of, oh, man, this guy could do a lot of things. So that was my criteria. How about you? Wow. Yeah, I think I don't know yeah, if I had a clean criteria for this. It was sort of like what popped in my head first. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to whittle it down. Then I started getting because I felt like I was starting to lean way too much into ballads. OK, um, easy him. to do. That's easy to do. Right. So I was like, I want to I also want to put something that's a little more up tempo and different types of styles and things that probably honestly that I recall us picking out as we were doing some of the album reviews were like, Oh, I love when he does this kind of type of vocal. Right. Yeah. Um, so I tried to see if I could pull off some of that. And my number five will be interesting because this is, a, a, this is really just more of a personal. It was the moment I realized in my own Prince fandom that Prince was a great vocalist. So I'd made yeah. sure to put that as my fifth one. It would be one that I don't think anyone would put on any list ever. But for me, it to me, I like listened to it. And I was like, oh, shit, Prince is like a really great vocalist. And this song proves it. Well, I'll tell you this. I have two songs on this list. I think I think one of them will surprise you for sure. OK, um, so you're not alone in picking some maybe some oddball choices. But oh, I'm looking forward to this. It'll be fun. Yeah. So let's go. We'll we'll we'll, we'll just count them down one by one. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. I think like we usually so, Ed, what's your number five? This is the one, folks. My number five Prince top vocal track is his duet with Madonna on Love Songs. Wow. So I love it. I love it. So like I mentioned, uh, and hopefully maybe we can do this in the edit if we have enough time to showcase this. Listening to this track and it's, it's, you know, I like the song. It's not my, it's not a favorite by any means. When you listen to Madonna's delivery of this song and you compare it to Prince's, 
I remember there's a stretcher where he's saying something to the effect of, um, don't do what all your enemy told you, um, something. They both, they both do the same line separately. Yeah, right. Madonna sings it. Prince does it and he builds one of his harmonies throughout. It starts with his solo vocal in falsetto. He builds and layers harmony upon harmony upon harmony to deliver that line. Yeah. I remember hearing that and thinking, holy shit, is he such a better vocalist than Madonna? Now, listen, I know that's not necessarily a high bar. That's, but, not, a, that's not a hot but, take. Madonna but there, but that take. was a moment where I feel like it was kind of ble- it was just kind of blowing through me how, how good of a vocalist he was. When I heard this song, I was like, oh, my God, it, it's making me reconsider the way he delivers his material. So yeah. that's why for me personally, I put that at number five, because that, that's where there was a flag put in the ground saying this guy is a truly great vocalist. And I think that's a great choice. I mean, I love that you made that you made that option uh, available. And uh, I like <laughs> thinking I think with listen, I think that with this guy, the enormous catalog that he has, it's good to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. And, and you're definitely thinking outside the box. I don't know that I did as much as you. But anyway, my number five is seven from Love Symbol. OK, so I chose seven because I think this is a use of his vocal range that we had never quite heard before and haven't exactly heard since. I think it's the best highlight of what I'd call like his psychedelic voice. Mm. You know, sort of this rock, folk music almost kind of place. Also, there's something slightly nasal to the tone of his voice that he uses here that contributes to its uniqueness on this track, I think. so. Um, and also Seven's a Jam. So that's why I chose Seven as my number five, because I don't think it's it's anything we ever quite heard before or since. It's fair. Yeah. It's going to be hard to argue with any ranking. I know. I know. What's your number four? Number four is Scandalous from the Batman soundtrack. I love your, see, you're secretly a giant Batman soundtrack fan and you've been denying it all these years and I just want it to be owned right now. Talk to me about Scandalous. Again, this is just a very personal choice. I love his vocal. There's, um, I think it's the second or third verse where he says to hell with, the hell with hesitation, the hell with the reason why. And I think on the review of the Batman album on the pod, I said, that's my favorite sung one line of Prince ever yeah. is the way he sings that one piece. The other thing that also makes this, um, I felt like I, I felt somewhat um, obligated to put it on the list was I, I also mentioned, I believe on the pod that there was a scandalous sex suite multi like bonus CD yes, right. that I had bought. And there's a version of, I think it's movement two of that where he harmonizes in the back of the song that, that just it gives me chills to this day. Like I just yeah. love it. So this is one of my, yeah, obviously one of my faves. So, right. How about I you? It. I love it. Well, my number four, this is a little bit of a curveball, is pussy control. From Whoa, that is, that's quite a surprise. Talk so about that. I think to, to, to a point you made earlier as Prince being an actor mm. in his own songs, I think that Pussy Control is maybe the best use of his funny voice, okay. his comedic voice. I think he's winking at us the whole time vocally. And I think more so if he used any other part of his vocal range, this song wouldn't work at all. I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Yep. And so I think it. I chose it because of its uniqueness yeah. and also because of, again, showing us all of the different things he could do sure. with his voice that other people couldn't. Like, again, Michael Jackson could never do pussy control. 
He could never. Oh, right? No, he couldn't. No, I don't he think could so. I mean, in many ways, he could never. No, he, I couldn't see him doing something. Well, he couldn't I, do material like that. I couldn't see that. He couldn't do material like that. He couldn't do material like that. I'm with you. So is it like the, the most impressive vocal that he's ever? No, of course it's not. That's not. But that, that wasn't my criteria because otherwise I was going to drown in it. So I went with this is unique and yeah. it's one of a kind and only he could have done it. So that's why I chose Pussy Control from the Gold Experience. I love it. I think it's inspired choice. I do. Thank you. What's your number three? This is going to be another one I think is going to be a little bit controversial because I don't think there, there's fans out there who don't even like this song. Um, it's Off a Sign of the Times. It. Jughead. Yeah, his vocal in Jughead <laughs> is just, that just stands apart from any, everything else. In this I can't catalog. wait for the episode finally down the road when we do our least f- top five favorite and everyone knows Jughead's going to be number one. Yeah, people are like, no, I already know it's Jughead. Yeah. Um, it's the song It from Sign of the Times. Yeah, yeah. talk to us about that. I love it. Yeah. So this is where I was like, I need something a little more up tempo. And I've always loved this track. And I know there's a lot of folks out there who aren't huge fans of this song, a lot of Prince fans out there. Yeah. I just love it's him. It's like you said about something a little different. It's him. How do you describe this? It's him kind of yell singing through the song. There's a yeah. certain urgency to the song. Yeah. Yet to me, it's a love song because yeah. about how overwhelmed is about this attraction to this person and he keeps thinking about her all the time and i love the raspiness i love the rawness of it I totally that, that's the thing about the song that i just adore is this rawness um and at but at the same time on the studio track of the um, in the album um he also throws his gorgeous harmonized little nuggets in there yeah it just makes different little accent different points throughout the song i love it and i and i'm on record saying in the sign of the times film this performance of it the performance of it is a highlight is the highlight for me of that whole concert yeah. film is his performance of it so i am a huge fan of this song a huge fan of the way he delivers it so this was number three for me excellent i love that i love that song i love that choice my number three i think this is going to be another curveball for you but we'll see my number three is Under the Cherry Moon from Parade. Wow. Yeah. So I okay. chose Under the Cherry Moon because it also lives in such an unusual place vocally for him with this deep, low vibrato. Yeah. Which is, again, something he rarely used before. And I don't think ever really used it since then. So that alone, again, the uniqueness of that. Where he's so like that. Absolutely. Yeah. He never does anything like that any other time. Yeah. And so to hear him be able to take his voice so low, but be able to maintain such control over it that he's able to add a vibrato to it. To me, that makes it so worthy of a listen in this context of his vocal ability. So my number three is Under the Cherry Moon from Parade. I, 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 another inspired choice. I love this stuff. I'm gonna lo- and I'm gonna love hearing what the fans feel because these lists are gonna be all over the map. All over the map. They're gonna be I'm all really over excited the map. about it. Um, yeah, let's move on to number two. So number, number two, two, what you got? I think number these some of these these last two may not be super surprises. So number two for me is Adore. Uh, okay. I, I just you know uh, you know I'm on record as this is my favorite ballad of his of all time. Right. Um, and even the article reference references yep. correctly references this song as a standout. Yeah, his vocal's great. Like his his deliveries here, he's going up and down his range, which he can do w- without even uh, taking an extra breath. Like he can fly all over the place from a falsetto to deep. Um, the harmonies behind it are gorgeous. Um, 
that that build to the end, which I talked about when we re- re- we reviewed Sound of the Times, where it builds up to that kind of crescendo at the end, yeah. is just is is awe inspiring. It's beautiful stuff. So yeah, this is definitely. I think if someone said, "Hey, can you give me uh, a best example of Prince just?" his range and his ability to communicate a love song um, in a traditional love song. I think you know where I'm heading now. Um, this would be my choice would be, I'd say, take a listen to the door and just listen yeah. to that song. Yeah. Fair. How about you for number two? Number two. So my number two is darling Nikki. From oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I chose this one again, thinking about something particular. And I've said this, I said this when we did the purple rain pod, for me, Darling Nikki is simply the single best use of his screen that he ever put on 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 vocal. Yeah. On, on on record. It and he's used it plenty. He's used that screen plenty, but this is the tops. This is the 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 the, the yearning, the anguish, the desire, the fire in it and the ability to come from a song where he sort of speak singing Mm-hmm. The, the verse right yeah yeah and to be able to erupt yeah. into this all-powerful all-encompassing whale of a vocal and by whale i mean w-a-i-l but i suppose it's also a w-h-a-l-e i suppose it's both of those things yeah. it's a whale of a vocal and a whale of a whale of a vocal yeah it's a whale of a vocal yeah. um i again i think it's utterly unique and is another example of what he can do with his instrument, all of the facets that he has in it. So Darling Nikki's number two for me. Awesome. I, I do. I will take a small exception to what you just said, but I'll, I'll talk about it when I talk about my number one choice. Okay. However, before we do that, let's do some honorable mentions. Cause I sure. could probably list like 10, 20 or 30 songs. Sure. I'll try not to be that lengthy, but here's a couple that I definitely thought of, of including in the list elephants and flowers. Yep. Um, but it's similar to it in it's, in it's delivery. So I felt, okay, it's the more, prominent example of what i'm trying to say there i've I've gone on record saying insatiable from dimes and pearls is one of my favorite battles of his in terms of his vocal delivery endorphin machine would definitely have been one that i could have slid somewhere in there but i didn't quite make it um and i just had three more songs to mention (laughs) crucial which i honestly had on this list in place of a door believe it or not at number two it's off the crystal ball triple album If you famously, if you guys remember, a door replaced Crucial. Crucial was going to be on Sign of the Times, was replaced by a door. Right. I still love that vocal, but it's hard to deny the power of a door's vocal. Right. Two real quick other last ones, Kiss, because it's sure. just yep. Kisses just goes. It's there's no other song that sounds like that ever been ever released as a huge hit single where someone right. screamed like that in falsetto that I can think of. And then Condition of the Heart, because I have such a fondness for that song as well. Yeah. So those are some that were just off in the bubble that didn't quite make it. How about you? Do you have any that you threw down? I do. I have a couple. Uh, Condition of the Heart was on my bubble. Um, uh, Crystal Ball was on the bubble. Oh, sure. The song Crystal yep. Ball was in the bubble. Again, <laughs> utterly unique. Uh, if I Was Your Girlfriend oh. also has a unique vocal that made that was on my bubble. Uh, of course, Pink Cashmere was on my bubble. It had to. Of course, had to. And then uh, the other one that was on my bubble, uh, The Love We Make. Oh, okay, sure. The Love We Make is a beautiful example of that low, the low end of his voice. And uh, it's just a stunner vocally for me. All again, there's hard, it's hard to argue with any choice here at this point. But let's talk about number one, which I feel like we might be landing on the same track is my guess. Uh, We're not going to. 
Oh, okay. Then I then, already know that. Go ahead. What's your number oh, one? Oh, that's interesting. So this is where I was going to take exception to what you said about his best use of a scream ever is Darling Nikki. I would argue uh, with you on that on that point and say that the best use of his scream is beautiful ones. So to me, to me, this this is it. This is the quintessential full power of Prince's ability to deliver a song, right? So yeah. you got falsetto. You got him singing in his natural register. You got him singing a little bit low. And then it builds into him absolutely screaming out his desire, his need, his frustration. It's all here for the listener. And honestly, I think it changed the course of vocal delivery in the 80s because the song had such an impact and gave people the permission to go back and just be raw with their vocals because everything was getting like to your point, especially in the eighties or that part period of the eighties was super slickly produced. Right. And he was just like, he's like, screw this. I'm just going to let it all hang out. Um, We haven't heard that kind of vocal until since maybe Otis Redding in the sixties. Like it was just, yeah. it was yeah. all about it. So to me, like this is the track. Like if someone said, give me the full power of Prince as a singer, this is a song I would put in front of them. So, okay. First of all, yes, of course, the beautiful one. Yes, I I am understanding that. I I boxed myself in with my own criteria. So the beautiful ones is not my number one. The beautiful ones is though perhaps my single favorite vocal performance of his. Okay, but I was thinking of this different criteria, which sure. I boxed myself in. And I think you're right. I think that the beautiful ones did maybe change. The way vocals were handled, it is something we haven't heard since the maybe the likes of Otis Redding, which is why Prince is as high as 16, but Otis Redding is number nine. You know, like yeah, there it is. Yeah. 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 But yeah. my number one is your number two, which is a door. Sure. And, and I went with the doors number one because I think that it is the it's uh maybe it's a bit of a gimme. Maybe the beautiful ones is a bit of a gimme. But a door is, I think, your best, like, you know, whenever you see like I was looking at this the other day, like, what are the best five pillows you can buy? What are the top five, whatever? And it's always <laughs> like, if you're this, you're this thing. If it's this, it's this thing. But your number one all-around pillow, right? Adore for me is the best all-around vocal because it has falsetto. It has his mid-range. It has its own harmony. It has a little bit of screaming in there. It's sort of got everything Every everything you want is sprinkled into a door. Um, so that's why I chose Adore for number one uh, sure. because it's 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 a bit of all of it in one track but my heart of course would always say it's actually the beautiful ones but i'm gonna <laughs> say i'm gonna say adore is my number one and i i get you this is where i think we were incredibly similar because my first my, when i was just in my mind quickly thinking okay give me and you're just don't even think about it too hard top track adore popped right. in my head and yeah. i i think i originally listed as one and yeah. the more i thought through it i thought you know what though if I really wanted to, sh to really show the uniqueness of Prince as a vocalist, sure. yes. Beautiful Ones sure. is, is the one I would point people to. So yes. I can't argue with the door. Dude, the door is a great, great. No, I mean, and you, can't, you can't argue with any of them because, I mean, again, like, it, it, it. first of all, it's a matter of taste. But I was also, as I said, I boxed myself in with this particular kind of criteria, <laughs> trying to do something specific. But, I mean, every song, it, all these are great choices. They're all great choices. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, and so, this is, so I would say this. We want to hear you guys. Like we want to hear it. This is great, great material for getting some debate out there. So we we welcome and welcome and welcome you guys. Please share on all our social media op options 
What are your top five? Hit us with your top five vocal performances. Use any criteria. You don't have to use mine or Ed's or no. Just whatever criteria works for you. Shoot us an email at when podcast at gmail.com. Post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, post it on Twitter. Tell us what your top five vocal performances are. And what would be great too, if you have the time, give us a little reason why. Why yeah. are you choosing that one? Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us oh, why. We would love to. And then we'll we'll, we'll loop back probably in, in an upcoming pod and we'll 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 re- recap some of the uh recommendations we, we got from folks. Um because we we'd love to yeah. share that with the with the broad podcast listeners out there. So yeah, we would for sure. Love it. Yeah. But it's fun. It's a fun, it's a fun debate. It's a fun Absolutely. Debate. And it, so yep. uh folks, if you want to check it out, you can go onto Rolling Stone's website and you can just type in 200 greatest singers and it'll pop up. You can Google it. You can look at the list yourself. And I, I think Ed, we'd both be curious to hear what you think about the list. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. I know there's we started a little bit of a conversation on the Facebook page, but there's more conversation to be had for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's it for this little short pod, but we're going to be back uh, pretty quickly discussing. We're going to come back rip roaring. Uh, I believe we're, we're gunning for the first Sunday in February as our, our like continuation of our season three. Right. 3121 folks 3121 folks we're getting getting geared up for that one so join us for that and we look forward to hearing from everybody on the social medias and the in all the places you reach out and we hope everyone's having a great 2023 so far yeah and and listen we'll be talking to you soon but until then we certainly want to wish say, you <laughs> we want to say to you uh we may you live to see the, the boy, I slide sloppy there. That was good though. Thanks everybody. Thanks, we'll everybody. talk to you very Bye. shortly. Bye. Bye.